Welcome to episode 126 of Between the Times, a podcast of Christ Church for Christ Church and all those who would care to listen in. Uh, I believe we are up to six listeners now uh, for our <laughs> podcast, and so we're really encouraged. And we hope that after this high. podcast episode, we'll have at least seven Ooh. listeners. And so we're we're moving up. I'm I'm glad to be here with my uh, good friends and co-hosts, uh, Dr. Gabriel Williams, who is a professor of atmospheric physics at the College of Charleston, and Reverend the very 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 Reverend Michael Bauer, who is Associate Pastor of Christ Church Presbyterian. I'm Senior Minister. My name is John Payne. And we are here today with a very special guest, a Miss Rachel McIntosh, who is our, uh, as of four months, I think it's your four-month anniversary here at the church, or a little past that, Yeah, we're maybe. close to five, okay. because we're now in June. Rachel is uh, holding a position at Christ Church, which we've never had before, and mm. which we're so thankful for, and that is a Director of Media and Communications. And uh, she has already helped us so much over the last several months uh, get things in order and have better communication through our office here, uh, letting people know what's going on in the life of the church and doing it in a way that is warm and winsome and encouraging. And we're so thankful for Rachel. And, you know, in the past, we've done episodes where we've interviewed church members or new staff members. And um, we're happy to do that today. Uh, Rachel, we're glad uh, that you have agreed to do this with us, and uh, we promise not to ask too many hard questions. Um, <laughs> but uh, really, we just want to learn a bit about you, and um, tell us a little bit, Rachel, about your, your background, your, your family. I know you grew up in an in a interesting uh, family. Yeah, so I was born as my dad was finishing seminary at Covenant in 1999. So I have been a pastor's kid my entire life. Um, it's very much been a part of my life from the very beginning. I have three younger brothers, so bless them. They have a second mother in me. Um, I worry way too much about them, and I love them so much. Um, but yeah, ministry has been a huge part of my entire life. My once my dad graduated from seminary, we spent a little time at Woodruff Road Presbyterian Church, um, where my dad worked in a couple of different positions there. And after about five years, they said, hey, you have some preaching gifts and we're not using them. Um, so we need to find a place for you to be a pastor. And um, through providential circumstances, my dad was called to plant a church in Hartsville, South Carolina, middle of nowhere, right off I-20. <laughs> and if I can um, interrupt... That's a very from. important city <laughs> because my bride, Marla Payne, grew up there in Hartsville. And so we were so excited about this church plant when it uh, began um, over 10 years ago. And uh, we're praising the Lord because uh, the, the, the city didn't have a PCA church. And so they were going there to plant this church in my wife's hometown. Yeah, the PD is a huge um, area of need for the gospel um, because many places in South Carolina are remote, the PD being one of them. Um, you have to drive, if Hartsville didn't have a church, you'd have to drive easily 20 to 30 minutes um, to find another Reformed church. Um, so that I've watched through my childhood, um, through growing up, I watched the church develop from a prayer meeting to worshiping in the aerobics room of a YMCA mm -hmm. <laughs> and setting up aluminum chairs for a solid 10 years. Um, I, to, I worshiped in there with y'all a couple yeah. of times and it oh, still yeah. smelled like sweat yeah. from, the, <laughs> from the workouts the day before. <laughs> yeah, we covered up the mirrors with bed sheets and all kinds of things. The joys to, of church planning. Yeah, fun stuff. I can set up some chairs really fast now. Um, 
folded bulletins, all that kind of fun stuff that a church planting PK does. Um, the Lord blessed us with a huge amount of property. We bought a farm on the edge of town mm. with 52 acres, I think. Wow. Um, so we're still praying about how the Lord will providentially show us how to use that land that He gave us. Um, but we have a building. We moved into that building my freshman year of high school in 2014 um, and have been plugging along ever since. We also got an assistant pastor two years ago, I think, um, which was a huge asset to allow my dad to work really well. Carl Robbins' son. That's yes, right. James uh, Robbins okay. and his yeah. sweet, adorable little family moved to Hartsville a couple years ago, and we've been really thankful for their ministry. So we're thankful for um, Hartsville Prez and for your mm. dad's labors over the years. And uh, so you left um, you you left Hartsville after graduating from high school yes. and went to the University of South Carolina. And yes. I will withhold all <laughs> no. negative comments because I promised myself I'd be nice on this podcast. Pastor John and I have First decided to ever. cover this um, rift between our friendship and brotherly love for the sake of the church. Um, <laughs> but it's Go fine. Tigers. <laughs> hey, go Cox. Um, <laughs> but it's fine. Both of my parents are Clemson grads, so I can't ever give Clemson that hard of a time anyway. Um, but yeah, I graduated from high school in 2018 and went to the University of South Carolina. My dad, being a Clemson fan, continues to say that it was my mission field. Um, <laughs> and, but plugged into First Presbyterian Church um, right there downtown in Columbia. My grandparents have been longtime members there since mm. my mom was little. And so whenever my dad um, and us went on vacation, um, y'all would know as pastors when you are on vacation you don't really want to worship um, for one Sunday at your own church because as soon as you walk back through the doors you're working again it's a sweet um, balance to figure out but so we'd worship at first prez at the end of vacation with my grandparents um, and so dad could be under preaching um, and sweetly ministered to um, so I grew up as that being my second home um, and it was a no-brainer that when I <laughs> went to the USC, I'd plug in there. I was a part of the college ministry mm. for all four years. Um, my best friends came from the college ministry. Um, I have loved being under the teaching of Derek Thomas, being senior minister there, and various other people who have come through those doors, like Gabe Fleur and David Henderson. Um, so, Rachel, you... Um have really modeled uh, the right way to do to do college. A lot of young people sort of go off to college and they walk away from uh, the faith, and they are dealing, with, of course, with lots of pressures, which you would have dealt with as well. Um, how would you encourage some of the young people in our own congregation or parents of children going off to college? How would you encourage them to? Um, what should they do to stay rooted in the faith? I think you've touched on it a little bit already, but, but mm. that'd be an encouragement, I think. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I It's, it's the thought, something that I've definitely wrestled with being a pastor's kid and being so um, entrenched in ministry for my entire life. Um, I wrestled with it a lot in high school, being like, okay, my friends are going to the football game, but I have youth group at my house. So... Mm. Um, and the Lord has sweetly grown me um, 
to love him more and love him deeper through various things. Mm. Um, but a part of that is loving the church. Um, and I think it is so incredibly important, especially in college, to have a church home. Um, you can get involved in all kinds of other crazy things at, at college. <laughs> at USC, I think there's a group that just goes out to eat. They're like the food club. And there's like all kinds of fun things. One of my roommates at one point in time was on a rowing club. There's all kinds of great ways to get to know a whole vast, crazy amount of people with all kinds of backgrounds and um, views. But you need to have a home church. You need to have a place where you're rooted. And the easiest way to do that, like every college that I know of has... Like within your first couple weeks of college, there's an organizational fair, and at USC they have a separate faith fair as well. And oh. cry, um, goodness gracious, I've been in so many churches. I'm trying to get them all mixed up. First Pres has a like we'll have a booth there. Like we'll have RUF will also have a booth at both places. RUF is a great place to also get plugged into mm. um, for midweek teaching and mentorship and so much encouragement and like friends who will have similar beliefs as you um, if you're coming into college as a Christian. Um, but you, even if you have RUF, you need to be in a home church. So, um, and I'll. I'll direct this to Gabe mm -hmm. you know Gabe you're a college professor and yeah. you see young people all the time coming in and out of the college and you know a lot of the pressures that college students are dealing with um, what Rachel is describing here isn't just a good idea it's God's idea isn't it this is what God commands not just for college students either for for all of us and why is it so important mm -hmm. that college students get just locked into the life of the church well, there's a number of reasons uh, for this, uh, just on my end of watching how students uh, tend to develop. And you just kind of look at the phases that students go through as they realize that they have to either own the faith that they either grew up in, yes. or they're going to just kind of throw it off and abandon it. And you know, depending on what college you go to, some colleges will actually assist you in throwing off your faith, mm -hmm. depending upon where you go. And some will basically give you, in a sense, a collection of ways to kind of continue what's basically given there. And you know, Rachel already mentioned this, is that there are lots of good groups that you can have midweek and also just to befriend other uh, Christians and just other people in your college. But there is something to be said about the reality that the church is its own institution. It is not the same as a parachurch organization by definition. And my college experience is similar in the sense that when you get to college, there's a whole lot of people wanting your attention, a lot of organizations that want you involved. And it's easy to kind of put church as number six in the mm -hmm. ranking of the other yeah. five, particularly since the other five are going to do a lot more things that are fun and kind of engaging for college students. But the reality is that if you neglect your actual spiritual development in college the statistics are pretty clear mm. that people who are pushing church as number six in college are doing that when they become in their 30s 40s and 50s right. it doesn't matter what happens in life people will always find a reason to push the church down and that's one of the things i was first told in my youth group in college was they said this is not your church you need to find a church and you need to make your schedule, uh, you need to arrange your schedule in such a way that you actually have 
a church to go to. And Rachel, I think you and I have talked about this before. It's important too, isn't it, that you have relationships that are not just with your peers, but that you have relationships with folks who are older and wiser, have been through some things, so that you can receive that encouragement and wisdom and mentorship. Yeah, absolutely. I was just about to say one of the biggest blessings for me in college through being involved in a church um, is to be involved in intergenerational ministry. I've had sweetly been able to babysit families and been poured into by um, other ladies and other families in the church um, who have helped me grow, helped answer questions that I had, um, been my second family away from home, and that is just such a big deal whenever you're away from home and getting a lot of questions that you can't necessarily answer on your own. It's huge, and that's partly what our Tuesday night group is seeking to do. Um, Pastor Michael leads our MUSC and 20-somethings group on, on Tuesday evenings and is right now walking through um, uh, a wonderful book by Carl Truman. We mentioned it in a former podcast. Mm -hmm. And um, how would you speak into this, uh, Michael, someone who's been working with young people as well? Yeah, all of what you've said, obviously, is, is correct. Um, that fellowship that you have with college students is is important and you need to as college students need to make friends with people your own age but if that's your only group of friends um, there's not a whole lot of wisdom uh, in a group of 19 year olds uh, <laughs> uh, it just it just isn't there um, and I, I speak as a former 19 year old <laughs> seeking wisdom from other than 19 year olds um, it just doesn't happen and so uh, to have other people in different stages of life, uh, to be able to, to be a part of, uh, uh, to be able to speak into your life, to be able to, to help you think through some issues that you're going through is very helpful. And even in the, the group that we have that meets on Tuesday evenings, um, it's, a, it, it's still an age-based group. It's mostly people in their 20s, but in different stages. So we have some in college, some in grad school, some who've recently graduated and have, um, have full-time jobs now. And we're able to, to sort of help each other on their on our different stages of life um, and of course I'm the old guy there uh, in, in, uh, in my early 30s and uh, still very early 30s um, <laughs> um, and, and it's just a, it's just such a, a joy to have that fellowship but um, I think one of the one of the best things that we do there at, at our um, in our 20-somethings group is to constantly re remind everyone um, to go to church <laughs> that this is a ministry of Christ Church that we're not just a, a, a an affinity group getting together on Tuesday nights that this group actually has been born out of um, uh, the Christ Church and that we um, are uh, you know are we say every week our meal uh, is provided by Christ Church and this is a ministry of Christ Church and we need to be uh, emphasizing the importance of the church there and you know I could hear someone in my ear saying, wait a minute, you just said that it's important to have the intergenerational fellowship, <laughs> and yet you have a 20-somethings group, or you have college groups, whatever. Well, we have both. Yeah. The latter is more, more important than the former. Yeah. The church in its intergenerational dynamic is more important. It's the most important. But we do have Bible studies and small groups and, and ministries that particularly focus on a particular age group in different settings 
because there is an outreach aspect to that. Um, there are things that people go through at different stages of life where you need that community and incur mutual encouragement. So it's not saying by having these uh, groups that we don't need the others. It's actually quite the opposite. You're there reinforcing that you need uh, the others. Well, exactly right. Rachel, you um, grew up as a covenant child. Uh, you... Um, uh, you're a preacher's kid, uh, grew up in a church planter's home in Hartsville, South Carolina. You went off to USC, and then you graduated, and you moved to the Low Country. And, uh, and you are serving as our Director of Media and Communications. Um, help our listeners to understand what it is you do, not only for the sake of our congregation, but for the sake of those who are unchurched or underchurched or looking for a church. Oh, absolutely. Um, for some context, I majored in visual communications at USC, which mm. is photography, videography, graphic design, and web design. Um, so that's kind of what I'm bringing into this role. Um, I do a lot of things at this church, which mm -hmm. I love. I love a lot of variety. Um, I get to be involved with a lot of the church members and with the pastors. I send a lot of emails. I send a newsletter every week um, to let people know what's going on in the church, both announcements-wise and encourage people to listen to the sermons. Um, I send everyone the bulletin every Friday so that you can get excited about um, what we're going to be doing on Sunday, worshiping together. I always get excited to see what we're singing. Um, and we want families to look at the liturgies beforehand to help right. their kids orient mm -hmm. and so that when they come they're familiar with it. There's actually a, a, a discipleship aspect to that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I keep our website updated. I actually just updated it with our summer schedule. <laughs> um, I'm Speaking of summer schedule, I'm currently helping um, to make our VBS happen for the first time this year, which is exciting. Um, I've put together a directory for the church that has photos when I came into this church. I was so excited to get to know everyone and I was, everyone knew me. I was the only new person and so everyone was like, hey Rachel, I'm like, hi, you. I don't remember your name, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and I was like, do y'all have a directory like with photos? And they're like, no. And I was like, all right, we'll make that happen. <laughs> um, so my job is really to um, encourage communication both in the church and from the church to the community, um, ultimately for the enhancement of the gospel and for people to see Jesus um, by coming to church and worshiping with us um, or encouraging family worship. Um, but I can do that in a lot of little ways by ordering books, checking the mail, um, <laughs> making graphics for our social media, which I manage, and just lots of little ways. Um, but my ultimate goal is to get people to church. And we're on Instagram. <laughs> we're on Instagram. Oh, Follow wow. us at Christchurch no, Charleston. No I'm not on Instagram. <laughs> the church is on Instagram. This the is a good thing. The church is on Instagram. <laughs> this is a good thing. So be looking uh, out for our Instagram posts and also our Facebook posts. And um, You can find this podcast on Spotify now, too, which is exciting. We're on Spotify. Some of you are like, right. I have no idea what you're talking about. But that's, that's okay. You're probably more sanctified for not knowing what we're talking about. Um, but we're... Uh, Rachel, so thankful for you and for the uh, outstanding job you're doing in this role, um, which uh, is an important role in our day. Uh, we live in a world, a digital world, mm -hmm. and we can either choose to ignore that or we can, can take advantage of the opportunity to 
be very communicative for the sake of community in our congregation um, and also to be communicative to the world or we could bear our head in the sand and have a website that looks like uh, you know is built in the 80s and, um, and and never send out communications which makes everybody suspicious about what's actually happening in the church <laughs> so you know we we want to be outward and expressive that's why we we hired you and and you're doing a great job and um, so thanks for what you're doing and we Thank all you. look forward to this picture directory this pictorial directory that that's is right. huge yeah i'm ready to get it printed and in people's hands <laughs> yeah that's exciting well we're so thankful um that you could join us for this episode of uh, between the times getting to know rachel mcintosh make sure that if you have not met her that you uh, take some time to meet her on a, a coming lord's day uh, and get to know her a bit invite her over for lunch uh, uh spoil her uh, <laughs> and she would she would love that i promise you um thank you for joining us on this episode of between the times